following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Lovecraft Country, Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3, Deadpool, X2, The X-Men, United, Tron, Tron Legacy, Snowpiercer, Malcolm in the Middle, Alien, Aliens, Thor 2, The Dark World, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, and WandaVision. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler, robots, dinosaurs, or uh, handheld devices that let you travel through interdimensional time and space. Mm, yes, that sounds very interesting. I'm your host, Luigi, and with me, as always, is my co-host. A new co-host every week, unless we're talking about Loki, which we are, uh, in which case I have returning MCU enthusiast, all-around uh, good dude, Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners which episode of Loki we're talking about today? Today, we're going to be discussing episode three, Lamentous. Lamentous. Great episode, indeed. I thought so, too. This episode stars, of course, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Sophia DiMartino also as Loki, but really, we're going to call her Sylvie, I think. And yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Lane, who we saw last episode as C20. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to get into the opening sequence of the episode, and then we, you can sort of take it from there if you'd like. Uh, so yeah. we open on this person that we recognize as C20, but they're they're in civilian clothes. They seem to be on Earth. They seem to be at like a bar, like a like an Applebee's kind of bar, like you know, like yes. a, a bar with like with like fruity drinks with umbrellas and stuff. And mm-hmm. she's talking about um, she's sitting with her friend. And she's saying, you know, we can do potato skins or buffalo fingers and having a, a discussion about that. And then they yeah. start talking about brain freeze and the concept of brain freeze. Yeah. And how when you get brain freeze, it literally the top of your tongue is so cold, it freezes the roof of your mouth, which is directly linked to the synapses in your brain, which literally get frozen and your memories are frozen in place until they your brain thaws out and you can actually continue thinking like it literally stops the thought process which is very fascinating that was a cool explanation it was kind of like confusing for me at the same time it's kind of like what what does that exactly mean you know yeah and i I liked how (laughs) sylvie is sort of using this concept as a distraction or as a build-up to um what we were reveal is really going on in the scene which is that the friend across from c20 is actually sylvie a Loki variant, and she is trying to find out how many people are guarding the timekeepers. How do I find the elevators? Like all these questions about how she can infiltrate and get to the timekeepers. Um, and I, they did this really interesting jump cut where yeah. when she asked her that question the first time, it's like there was like a snap almost, and then it cut from what seemed like day to night, and they had yeah. previously been sitting indoors and now they're outdoors. But almost everything else was the same. How, what did you think that was? It was really strange. I think it was almost like she was catching on to the memory. Or yeah. like, you know, because they don't like, you know, like we find out later that I don't want to spoil anything later, but we're talking about the episode. But we yeah, find out. The yeah, but you know, they're, 
they're actually people who lived real lives and were taken in as variants. So they have these subdued memories in their mind. And I think she was kind of catching on to the memory. So she quickly snaps it to a slightly different, maybe later that night, just to kind of jar her back into the memory. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of reminded me of almost like Wanda and WandaVision, how when she kind of comes across something she doesn't like, it was almost just like a jump cut to back to where she wanted it to be, which was kind of cool. It was like almost controlling the reality like that. Very interesting. Yeah. Later on when she's describing it, she says that um, for one thing, she has to have physical contact. She literally grabs hold of their mind. And when they have a strong mind, um, Sylvie says, I'm in control, but they're there too. And I can yeah. create a fantasy from their memories in order to preserve mm-hmm. the connection. Yes. So, yeah, I saw Which, that as the same thing where like, it seemed like C20 was, she was noticing too many details that were off. Like mm-hmm. for one thing, this probably wasn't what her friend looked like. And yeah. maybe exactly. like in this actual, when this actually happened, when she was with her friend at this bar, they were actually outside, they weren't inside. So once she noticed that, like, yeah. I think that's when Sylvia was like, okay, I've got to change some details real quick to keep you in this. Yes. I also believe like, like she said earlier, she doesn't always have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she, like C20 has a powerful mind, I guess. Certain people have powerful minds. And I think, I don't think she has to do that with like when she just took over like the guard, you know, yep. like boom, instant and it's over. Yep. Excuse me. You know, like, with these people with strong minds, she kind of almost has to hijack their memories to trick them into going along with the enchantment, I guess you could say. That's always, that's always been a popular concept in this type of magical sci-fi, fantasy sci-fi. Like it, it's Star mm-hmm. Wars is a very famous example of it. It's easy for Obi-Wan to uh, wave his fingers in front of a stormtrooper and say, mm-hmm. these are not the droids you're looking for. And then they're just like, <laughs> yes. these are not the droids we're looking for. Um, <laughs> it's just simple, simple-minded people just, you know. And Obi-Wan yeah. kind of describes it the same way. He says, like, you know, a stormtrooper or somebody is just very easy to just manipulate. But with people, like, if the Jedi mind trick, and, and if they yeah. try it on another Jedi, for example, it's not going to work. Right. So. Like, she tries on Loki. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun because I was like, I was on the edge of my seat, like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? Like, what yeah. when she tries this? How is that gonna affect things? Like, yeah, and, and the way really, she went was, about it mm. was so odd, almost just the way I don't know. It just felt weird. It was almost like a sensual. Oh, I've got some <laughs> thoughts, Ryan. I have got some thoughts when we get to that. So nice. um, good, good. So let's let's. Uh, so after she finds out about the elevators, that seems to be like the moment she's ready yeah. to, to get her plan going. Um, I think that's got to be the doorway to the timekeepers. No, it, like, that's yes. got to be that. That's got to be the the big spot, like the gates to to like the answers. You know. Yep. So yep. we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah, I liked how they they. Um, they had the, the the episode started in a in in a place where it's like oh this is very different from what we've seen and yes. we have this character in a situation that we're not expecting to see her in and then mm-hmm. we've already seen variant loki so when she's sitting across the table from her it's all like very disorienting until they sort of reveal what's going on and i liked how exactly. when it jumped back to now 
I had a moment where I was like, well, how long ago was this? Was she breaking in? And I realized, oh no, this is this is right after the last episode. This is immediately after she goes through that door. And then a few yeah. moments later, Loki comes through behind behind her and the door shuts. And yeah. I, I, Ryan, did you feel like, um, did this opening sequence sort of remind you of uh, X-Men 2 with Nightcrawler breaking into the White House? Actually, uh, the opening where after Sylvie comes into the TVA, you mean? Yeah. Yes, actually, it did. Yeah. yeah. And you don't like that really badass, like, fighting. She just, like, yep. beats the shit out of everyone, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's very it's acrobatic. Very She's it. flipping against the wall. It's She's, bad. like, like yeah. yeah, using judo <laughs> to make them, like, hit themselves with their sticks and stuff. Yeah, It was a very awesome. Tron thing. When they were getting, like, hit and, and like, slowly, like, defragmenting, it was very much like in Tron when somebody gets yeah. hit with a data disc and Tron and they, and they like, cause they're programs and they just disintegrate into yeah. pixels yeah. basically. Um, that was I, such I, a cool effect. I'm, I was, do you think that she's real? Sometimes I had this thought, like maybe she's not really actually vaporizing or killing them, but sending them back to their timeline or something like that. Maybe it's not actually like death. Well, ultimately this is not, all of all of the people that we're seeing at the TVA, they are not the sacred timeline version of themselves. So I guess yeah. it kind of, in a way, doesn't matter if you disintegrate yeah. them. <laughs> right. Like, that, well, that might be heartless to say, but but I like to think that like the variant's consciousness almost like doesn't die. It jumps back into the original timeline's brain. So they're not really dying. They're almost just combining back with the original self they were supposed to be with. I like to think of it. It's not so sad. These, these poor people were, were pulled out of their worlds, turned into variants. And now they're like, ah, like zapped out of existence. And it's kind of sad. I it almost want to think, I kind of almost want to think that they're like going back to like where they should be. I know that seems crazy because their timelines were probably erased. But mm -hmm. at least, like, combine back in with the consciousness of their their original timeline to, like, give peace to them. You know, it just seems so tragic. But do you think they're combining into their sacred timeline self, retaining their memories of their time at the TVA? Because that would be complicated. No, that, no, that, that, no, I don't think that. Almost just, they go, it's really hard to explain. They just, they're entity goes back into the combines back with the soul of their original self i don't really know but without the memories but they don't die they're just forming back in with the original timeline if you I mean, that's if the you, best way i can explain it i guess if you feel bad for these tva agents then you feel bad for every time they go into a timeline like 1985 ren fair yes. or 1500s uh, <laughs> french church and like that little girl with the kablooey gum she was now considered yeah. a variant in a variant timeline, and everything in that world was obliterated by their reset device. So yeah, that was yeah. so sad. And I thought the same thing about the kid. Like, oh man, he's you know, Mobius is like, go wait outside, you know, and then yeah, I'm gonna just fry your whole timeline. I'll say this: it doesn't. When she disintegrates these people, it doesn't seem to be painful. It just seems to, like the screaming. I I I interpret as like these guys know that they're being obliterated. 
yeah. because that's what they do. That's their job. So like, yeah. it's just that, like, the shock of it. But it didn't seem like it's actually physically painful to them. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. But I, exactly. I thought the thought of it, like, oh, man, I'm being wiped from existence. That's kind yeah. of... Yeah. Oh, the dread of that would be absolutely yeah. terrifying. And there's nothing so, you can do. <laughs> but... I just wanted to hope that maybe they were going to a good place back, back, back to where they belong. I just feel yeah. bad for all these poor variants and timelines. People just... There's probably more people being vaporized and fried than living <laughs> yeah. like, with all these timelines branching off and they're just because like, every time you do that you're creating everybody doubles right so yeah. you're like basically frying the whole trillions of universe of aliens and people and everything just to mm-hmm. trim it off and keep it to the way you want it, it just it's so dark and tragic it, really. it is unless you think of it in cold digital terms like like if i if i'm writing a draft of a paper or like a, a short story or something on my computer and i have this other idea so i create a duplicate of that file um or like maybe i'm recording something and i make like a right. duplicate of that recording and then i like something that i did in one of the two versions and i realize like okay this is going to be the master file and I'm just going to erase the other one because it's not really useful. It's just taking up space on my hard drive. <laughs> it's <laughs> right? very callous to think of human beings that way. But but if they were human beings, they wouldn't just disintegrate into pixels, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm exactly. trying to just. I'm trying to justify. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, digital, that. I feel much better. <laughs> digital genocide. And let me be clear. I am not <laughs> yeah. trying to justify genocide of any kind. No. I totally. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's just I think the thing that makes me feel less bad for the agents is that they're doing this to to multiple timelines. And that's yeah. what Sylvia is ultimately ultimately Sylvia is trying to stop this whole thing from happening yeah. and everything yeah. from getting disintegrated if it's a variant or whatever. So which so, I think we yeah, found it's, it's pretty clear that the TVA is pr- pretty bad at this point. I mean, the reveal yes. in this episode, I mean, they're all being lied to. So first of all, that's a problem, you yes. know, um, but let's let's continue along and uh, get there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, she breaks in. Loki's right behind her. They kind of um, they kind they kind of fight each other a little bit. And yes. you know he 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 doesn't really want to fight though. She says like you're in my way, and he's like you are my way. <laughs> he yep. immediately wants to team up with this person. Yeah, she like asks, "Are you sure you're a Loki?" <laughs> mm. You know, I just thought that was cool. You're in my way. You are my way. Yeah, that was that was cool. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Loki doesn't, our Loki doesn't really want to fight. He wants to join forces. Yep. He wants help to take over the, the TVA, you know? So, yep. you know, it's just a vicious circle of fighting here. And then she just like, let's just figure this out. Let's, let's do this together. We're basically both trying to do the same thing. Yeah. But so, then, uh, then Ravona Renslayer shows up and she tries to sort of hold Loki hostage and Ravona's like, yeah, no, kill him. We don't care about <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> I, don't care. I didn't like this idea from the start. Kill him. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, so then they disappear through uh, another time door when Loki activates it. And they end up on Lamentus 1 during their apocalyptic event in 2077. Yes. And... Um, First of all, which is cool, we we like finally we're we're out. They're both together, and they both are using their powers really. And I think mm-hmm. this is when we really get to see a lot of like Loki's powers, Sylvie's powers, yep. and that's really cool because there's I feel things that Loki does coming up that I haven't really seen too much too much before. 
Like what? Like, like shooting actual projectiles out of his mm. hands. Like he does that, that twice. Was cool. That was very yeah, cool. Which I don't feel like he's done before. And like, he's really using telekinesis yep. in this, which a lot, which he does use. What is it like Thor dark world or something where he throws all the chairs in his cell around, which sure. he doesn't use it that much, which is kind of weird. And if they're really, I think it's cool that they're really displaying Loki's powers, like more prominently in this, like they're yeah, really trying to see what he can do. Tower almost collapses on them. And yeah. he just like does the cross arm, like, yeah. and, like yes. it just That's blasts awesome. the other direction. Exactly. And in the last episode, which we didn't get to talk about, he pulls the Roomba off the shelf to his hand and oh. smacks it over the guy's head. So, like, yeah, almost like, that, kind like of Jackie a, Chan fight. Yeah. And I think it was a cool little ode to Thor, too, because it came mm-hmm. to his hand like, like, Molnair. So, yeah. Oh, good call. It, was, it, it was awesome. Yeah. You are not so worthy. <laughs> Only yes. he who is worthy can wield the Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i thought it was awesome um that's that's really funny um so yeah so then right when they arrive they're fighting over the uh uh what are they called uh what do they call uh, i wrote device? it down the temp the temp pad yeah i wrote it down at the end too i just called it the device until i realized <laughs> yeah, oh the, they're calling the, it something all oh, right the temp pad and as soon as they show up uh silly tries to use it again and we see miss minutes you're very cheerfully <laughs> informer. You're out of juice. <laughs> Which is great, yes. Yeah. Miss Phoenix, God, I can't wait to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, they realize they're on this planet. You said they're where they're... Well, it's actually they're on the moon and the yeah. planet crashing into the moon. Yes. Which yeah. seems like backwards to me, but I guess, hey, <laughs> that can happen too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, and then they... Uh, where we go. Oh, then they realize that um, they need to work together because mm-hmm. Loki Loki kind of uses magic to hide the, the, the what do we call, what is it called again? Temp pad. Temp, temp pad. Temp mm-hmm. pad. Temp pad. Okay. So Loki uses the temp pad or he, he uses magic, hides the temp pad. Mm-hmm. And now this kind of almost leaves them both kind of needing each other which is cool. Right. So they're not, you know, she's not going to kill him. He's not going to kill her because she knows how to charge it. He's the one who's hiding it and is, where does this stuff go when he hides it? I always wondered that. Like he hides his daggers and he hides like a quill and a pen with like, is he just pulling them out of nowhere? Or is there like this little area where all of his magic hides? I kind of want to know. (laughs) I think, I think maybe there's like a little pocket dimension that he can access or something like that. And he's like, shoot. And he just brings it out of there. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it keeps things safe and protected, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, so then, of course, we know they need to kind of team up, even though they hate each other. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they decide that they do their run through. Um, they run over to the, like the mining shaft where they kind of hide um, mm. after, you know, all the meteors are coming down. And, and then they go into this little uh, mine sh- abandoned mine shaft. And this is when. This is when Sylvie tries to use her, uh, you know, enchantment on Loki. Yes. Just before that, though, there's a cool little moment where they're both using a lot of layers of trickery because Loki Loki points to a neon sign and he says, oh. will, that, will that charge it? And she yeah. thinks, oh, this idiot 
yeah, let me go ahead <laughs> yes. and pretend that it will to get him to hand me the temp pad. But then it's yep. revealed that Loki was just pretending to be an idiot to see what she would do. <laughs> yes. And he catches I, her trying to trick him. And then he's like, yep. you got to try harder than that. And then I she's like, well, their- you got to come up with better better plans than that then. <laughs> Absolutely. I love their like banter back and forth of like trickery. And it's just, it's awesome. And I yeah. love like, he's just like, yeah, let me just check if this adapter will work with, with the, with the, damn it. What is yeah, that? Hand it over, hand it over real <laughs> yeah. quick. I'll, I'll plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, nah. <laughs> they always, they start with like the most basic of tricks to see if they'll fall for it. And yep. you're like, okay, he's smart as that. Nah, not going to work. And then from that moment, then, I felt uh, like they were starting to form like a mutual respect. I would dare say attraction towards one another. Yes. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Some weird thoughts, but we're going to get into it. <laughs> I think that because then then this is when they run into the mine shaft and yes. we have that little. Right. And now, you know, they go, they rest. Loki's like, whoo, like kind of breathing heavy after running. And she just kind of does this little sensual like creep up to him and mm-hmm. slow approach hands on him and like just the the shot was awesome the way it was done was awesome because it was very mysterious in a way like you don't quite know for sure why 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 is it like this why is it why, why are they two lokis that are almost like seem like they're attracted to each other mm-hmm. just it's 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 interesting and it's cool and it almost makes me think that there's more to her than just being a lady Loki. Okay. I don't know what, but maybe it's not that simple, you know? Maybe, maybe. But maybe. I know you, you look like you have things. <laughs> well, what are your, okay. what are you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> it's, it really starts to come together when they're on the train. Like that's when I, that's yeah. when I started being like, this is kind of like, I'm like, I'm like loosening my collar. Like, oof. This, this is kind of hey, a sexy conversation. Before we move on to the train, can I just mention, do you ever think that maybe when she tries to enchant him that actually either one, it worked and everything we're seeing after is maybe not real or he maybe reversed the enchantment onto her or something like that and she's the one enchanted or maybe either way, somehow they're being fooled by one or the other. It's a good question, but I think everything that I think that everything that happens, there are a lot of moments where where she is clearly frustrated or inconvenienced by what he's doing. Like when he get, gets the whole bar singing in Gaelic yes. or, or in, I guess, I don't know if it's uh, Slavic or something, but um, the it was Asgardian. When, it was Asgardian. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounded Which vaguely actually, I believe like, is Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It but, sounded vaguely like, you know, you could imagine like Vikings singing yes. this drinking song or something. Exactly. <laughs> um but but yeah, I did like it did seem like she did not want that to happen. So if he was enchanted yeah. by her, I don't think don't think I just thought I'd bring it up something like that. that. Yeah, just thought I'd bring it up and see. I don't ultimately think that's the case, but I it did pass my head like right oh, when it happened. Like, you know, maybe that did work and this is now, now we're looking at the fake world, the fake version of what's going on in their head or, or something like that. Just, yeah. you know, and, and if it was, like, if it was the other way around where he reversed it on her, I think the first thing you would have done was get her to tell him how to charge the the device yeah. Yeah. so that she wouldn't have that, that advantage over him anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you never know. But again, I thought it was a good talking point, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and then they, so they run into. Oh, did we mention that they run into Patrice? Uh, <laughs> this, um, oh, they go the, to this like this house in the middle of, yeah. of the well, the desert. Yep, that's and, the next stop before the train. Yeah, yeah, because she's the one who tells them about the train. So, yeah. so yeah, they go. <laughs> that was so funny. She's just like goes in hey like with a big smile on her face and and i love and again you know you got the banter between the two like yep. you know yeah he says like uh, dis- sucks let me show you how it's really done yeah diplomacy <laughs> and and subterfuge are always going to be more useful than a direct assault yes and then of course our loki does his you know he looks in and copies the Patrice. Was that uh, the guy's name or the think, husband or father, whatever he was? I think I think she was Patrice. I think when he comes around like dressed as the guy, she's like, she's like Patrice, or maybe she. I you know what I, I yeah. only wrote down the name Patrice. Yeah. I'm not either sure which way, one of either. them it was. <laughs> either way, yeah, I get the point. He, yeah, I, I always wondered like, okay, cool. So he transforms in this guy. How does he know what his voice sounded like? <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> is just. That's just silly stuff you have to accept, but <laughs> and and I like how he tried to just use vague details, like it's yes. been so long. <laughs> yes, and then there's like she shoots him and like you know that guy was a piece <laughs> of shit. He hasn't said anything nice in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was good. Um, and so yeah, the, this lady has definitely she she sees the writing on the wall. She sees that she's not getting off the planet. Uh, a lot of people aren't getting off the planet, yeah. so she's not even trying. Um, yeah, she's just kind of buckled down, fight until the end. Yeah, that kind of you know, there's off, always people like that in the apocalypse. And plus, she looked poor, and it looked like just like most situations, poor people were not getting on that train because yeah. you know once they got on, it was all like rich people in there, you know, like yep. the Titanic or something. Like yep. all the rich people are, <laughs> you know, in the nice cars. And I hear it was kind of like that sh- that movie or show Snowpiercer, which I've never seen. Oh yeah, oh god. Kind of show. <laughs> yeah, that's never a good seen comparison. it, but I've heard good things. Yeah, that so in that movie, literally the front of the train has all the first class passengers. Yeah, um, and this train is literally all that's left of the human population after after an apocalyptic event. So oh, everyone who exists is on that train. Yep. Oh, shit. that's kind of. And they cool. separate them by class, so like the richer people are up front, and the poor people spend their yeah. entire lives at the back of the train. And it's Chris Evans in that. Chris Evans, yep. Yeah, it's it's very good. Oh, also uh, Tilda Swinton, the the oh nice the one uh, what's her name the the, the, ancient, the, the one. ancient one yes yep. Um. So awesome. she Patrice or whoever tells them about the train. They get they. They go, they like see all these people waiting in line and Loki, uh, Loki disguises himself as one of those guards with the ridiculous blue uniforms. <laughs> yes. I thought it looked hilarious. It looked like, have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle episode where Hal, like he, have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle? Where you, like, do you know it well enough? Well, there's an yeah. episode where Hal has a power walking, like he, he like literally is like, this other guy is like a power walker and he walks fast. And okay. he's got this long streamlined helmet on <laughs> and it looks <laughs> just like fucking Loki in that. And then Hal gets his own version of it with the long, it almost looks like alien too. Yeah. Which I think is funny because the two guards are named after uh, the two, the guards that they interact with and get on the train are named after the, uh, what Hicks and someone from, uh, from alien. It's a, uh, it's basically uh, Bill Paxton and uh, oh. the dude from Terminator's characters, which I thought was funny. 
is that it was like an honor, like kind of a honor to them. And then at the same time, he kind of looked like an alien with that head thing on, which I thought was kind of cool. Let me look that up because I totally yeah, missed that. Hudson and was Reese? it? Was that their names? I, it, it, it's something like that. It, it was, yeah. Give me just a moment because I really want to. Okay, so one thing, um, the guy the guy was Patrice. I'm looking it up now. Uh, Alex Van was his name. Um, yeah, Private Hudson and Corporal Hicks. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the helmets, they did have that, have that design of like the alien skull. Yeah. That's and so then cool. They were, yeah, it's awesome, right? I thought that the was catch really, Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so then they, this was a cool scene too because they, they sort of combined their powers <clears throat> to get onto the yeah. train. They like worked together, which was cool. Yeah, like he dressed up like a guard, but that wasn't quite enough. She had to enchant one of the guards to get him to, to let yeah. them through. Um, yep. And it, it almost, it would have worked. It almost worked if Lucky wasn't yes. such a hedonist. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then, you know, where am I here? The train. Okay. And then uh, they do that part where they go and they sit down in the train and he's like, I don't like to, I don't like to ride backwards. And she doesn't like to <laughs> wither back to a door. <laughs> she's like, just sit down. Yeah. There's doors on, on every side. Just sit down. Yes. Yeah. Why don't, awesome. why don't you think he likes to go backwards on a train? Is that, is that a thing like with people? Do people, yes. cause I've never, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's, who has that. I've, I've heard that a bunch of times and yeah. it doesn't bother me. You know, when I used yeah. I've ridden on a train in uh, 10 years now or so, but when I used to go to New York all the time, I don't give a shit about riding backwards. Like, is it like a motion sickness thing or? Yeah. 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 It's a motion sickness thing, but I think it was just a, I honestly think it was just a passing joke. It didn't, wasn't supposed to mean anything, but. Right. 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 And I mean, who knows with these shows could mean anything. And then, you know, obviously Sylvie doesn't like to sit with her back to a door. I mean, that makes sense. She's paranoid and does, you know, she wants to be prepared to fight at any time. Yeah. But as Logie says, there's doors on both sides. So we give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is, Ryan, this is the scene I want to spend a few minutes talking about. Sure. Because they they so they sit down and Loki's like um, they, the the bartender brings over champagne and you know he's like uh, uh, well she doesn't want any because again she's being smarter and tactical and being like we should yes. not be getting drunk <laughs> when we're trying to get to the one power source that will make sure we're not obliterated in this apocalypse and he's like yeah but I'm just gonna have two champagne <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm just gonna drink. <laughs> Um, and he does, he, <laughs> they end up talking about their mothers and, or he talks about his mother, Frigga, and how she taught him some magic. Um, and he talks about how like she would transform a, a flower into a frog or do fi- uh, cast fireworks over the water. And when he demonstrates mm-hmm. the fireworks, you can like, she is visibly impressed. Um, yeah, but yeah. then she like, she kind of collects herself and she's like, not bad. Yeah, okay. pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> like, good. Yeah, but she fucking loved it. Yeah, and later she says, like, you know, somebody taught you some halfway decent magic, so I'm not even going to try to figure yeah. out where you're hiding the thing. So she knows, she knows, like, he knows his shit, which, yeah. so, you know, she's learning that he definitely knows his shit, which makes me wonder, maybe, maybe she knows more about, like, Frigga and who she is, you know, his mom, Loki's mom. 
maybe she actually does know more about who she is than what she's leading on to know because she kind of says, oh, my mom's like a blip of a memory. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if she's playing along and maybe she actually does realize, maybe she does know her mom more, but she it really hurts her, so she doesn't want to discuss it. I kind of almost got that vibe from it. But this this goes back to one of my big questions from last week. Is there is there a point after Loki took the Tesseract when is that when the variants such as Sylvie were created or did Sylvie have a whole entire life that was some other butterfly effect thing happened early on when, you know, she was born on Jotunheim, like did something else happen where she had a completely different life? Like she wasn't raised by Odin and Frigga at all or Mm -hmm. something else. Uh, so say that again. (laughs) <laughs> so so okay so a um sylvie was born on jotunheim just like loki yeah and abandoned in the middle of yep. a battle just like loki odin ra- like took him in and yep. raised him along with frigga and like all of that and then at some point something something else happened that set her off on a different path and she became sylvie or so Okay. Did did the ver- did the Sylvie variant get created after the moment Loki took the Tesseract? And oh, I see. Like as soon as he grabbed timeline. the Tesseract, as soon as she grabbed the Tesseract and went, did that create that whole other timeline of of her? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I have the in my head. I imagine it as she has gone along this whole time, and because she's on this like variant timeline almost like she's doing Mm -hmm. shit that's not supposed to happen so i feel like she was doing this all along and him creating an extra timeline was not part of creating her i think she's been in this variant kind of timeline fucking with the tva for a long time and it's not she was not created by look this has been this is bigger than loki and what his timeline did that's what i feel like really him breaking the timeline. I feel really him breaking the timeline in Endgame actually is part of more of what the facade of the TVA is about, not actually. So maybe that, that's act, a lot of this timeline stuff might be bullshit. Yeah, probably. Maybe, you know, like, yeah. So I, I don't feel like she was created through that timeline. She's she's always been there doing this. So what was her childhood? Her childhood was growing up just like Loki having certain experiences and being adopted into becoming an Odin daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but some point along the way, she, she became a variant in her timeline, but it really has nothing to do with this Loki's variancy. I don't think. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I don't know because the way she's asking questions about like, tell me about what your, what what was your mother like? It makes me feel like she grew up with an entire, not Frigga, like a different mother. Yeah. Um, I get that vibe too, actually. Yeah. Like she didn't, she said she taught herself magic almost like mm -hmm. no one was there to teach her. Yep. So she kind of figured this stuff out on her own. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. (laughs) 
and they, so- they 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 leave it vague enough and she, and like her whole thing is like you know i don't want to tell you things about myself because that's a tactical advantage and yeah and all of that so that's why i feel there's like more to her than what we're so far like there's going to be more to her than what we have so far seen i okay you know it's i don't i i don't know what but I don't know what. It's hard for me to pinpoint it, but you know, I just feel like there's something off. There's something more. Yeah. Of course there is. It's a crazy ass timeline show, but so so then know. Loki gets in my opinion flirty and starts asking like is there some bow like waiting for you at the end of this and she says something about like she's maintained yeah. this long distance relationship with a postman. Um yeah, who and, is that? Oh, that that's going to be one of Lou's, It's going to be one of Lou's big three. We're <laughs> we're going to come back to that later. All um, right, well, that's my answer. Yeah, <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more when we get there. But um, but they talk about she said they talk about how like uh Patrice and this one the woman um the woman like what would I think one of them says like you know he he she was waiting for him or something like and then yeah. she says something like well she hated him. Uh, and then Sylvie says, love is hate. And that's when he grabs the, the pen and, quill and he's like, what was that? Let me write that. <laughs> that was so profound. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, another but, thing, too. I think it's awesome that they're just using their magic for silly stuff. And that's what I, I like to see that kind of thing. That's awesome. And she says something like love is mischief. Um, and they yeah. talk about like, you know, was there some princess or or another mm-hmm. prince and he says yes. a bit of both yes and which, this confirmation right here that loki is bisexual yep and i read awesome. a, a tweet by kate heron who's the director that um th- this was something very important to her because she is bi yeah. uh that she wanted to to put into the show as canon um mm-hmm. and as, as yeah. part of this character because it's something like in the comics I would even say like like Deadpool, like Loki is, if anything, pansexual. <laughs> There's a comic storyline where Loki turns into a horse and gets pregnant <laughs> by another horse. So yeah, like, <laughs> for anybody to, to be upset that the MCU just acknowledged that one of their characters is bi or a bit of both, yeah. as they put it, uh, they can crazy. just go ahead and stop watching the show and go be a DC fan, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> exactly. Go find Zack Snyder and be his buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, I think I think it's awesome because at the same time, like you see, you see a lot of like gay people and stuff getting representation in a show like this. But it's rare to actually see bisexuality represented. It's always yeah. one or the other. You know, it's yep. one end of the spectrum or the other, and it's nice to see in the middle. Yep, which I think is awesome. And then I think it goes a little bit further than that because because <laughs> Loki <laughs> when he gets. When he gets drunk, uh, we talked about how he like got it. He gets the whole room singing, and there's the person yes. playing the space violin, and then he says, um, he says to Sylvie, "I figured it out. Love is a dagger." And he takes out the dagger, and it's very seductive. And he's like, uh, "It's beautiful. You can see yourself in it," which I think is a very important thing for him to say. You can see yourself in it, and it's oh, beautiful it's- until it makes you bleed. But then when you reach for it, it's not really there. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I really felt like in a lot of parts of this episode, they were flirting with each other. Yeah. And my my sort of conclusion, because I've thought about this a lot since Wednesday, <laughs> is like, maybe what they're saying is Loki could only love himself. Like, Loki is kind of an egotist. Loki is kind of a 
loner person doesn't really trust anybody. So the only person that Loki could actually fall in love with is a physical mirror image of himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he said in the past with all the princes and the princesses, you know, it was never real. It never worked. Yeah, that makes so much sense. He's so like narcissistic and in yeah. loving of himself that the only person he can love is another version of himself. And what's more perfect than yourself being a woman? <laughs> and there, and maybe there's a message in there about like self-care and like you gotta, you know, you gotta love yourself before you can possibly love somebody else. That's a, that's always that's age-old sage yeah. advice yep. about love. Um, but I love let that. Me ask, that's awesome. Let me ask you this though, Ryan. Is it weird? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I showed that meme, you know, is it masturbation? Is <laughs> it? Don't I don't know. I guess we'll never know because this is pretty fantasy. But because what if it was your I clone? would have trouble with it. I'd have trouble. I'd have trouble, you know, banging myself. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just I know me. Mm-hmm. I know what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm thinking. It's just kind of weird. But I'll ride it out with Marvel. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the ride with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to see how far they take this. Uh, exactly. I love it. <laughs> man, it's so okay. Um, incest is when you when you procreate with your brother or or sister or cousin, and it, the reason that there's a problem with it is because your genes are too similar. So it 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 like it sort of overrides the 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 process of procreation right. where it's like right. it's meant to be combining genes with positive traits because the genes are too similar in the first place. Yes. It's like, it's a problem and it creates like children that might have developmental issues. Yeah. But if it's, so if it's yourself, that they literally have all of the same genes, right? Like almost yeah, exactly I, the same genes. It's like I can it's only your clone. imagine if you mate, you're making a clone of yourself. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. And yeah. would it even work? And is DNA the same in different universes? So is it mm. really even? Uh, and is incest banging yourself? I mean, it's just, right. it's so complicated. I Where I land on this is if if Loki and Sylvie go ahead and hook up, I'm okay with it. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm down with but it. I don't want to see them like have a kid. I just, I don't no, kid. no, no. And maybe that's judgy, but I don't. I don't think it would be a good idea. Uh, I think yeah. that there would be problems. It would, there. <laughs> it would be. It would be weird for a lot of people to see that. But I do. I, think, I don't think. I don't think Marvel would would go that far. I think they're showing you a a hint of romance. Uh, that's why I almost sometimes think maybe there's something more to Sylvie than just being another Loki. Okay. Maybe it can be a romantic interest for this Loki. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I want to see him happy, but I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I do. I do. I'm so intrigued in seeing where they take it. I guess that's the best way. It's so hard for me to see what they're going to do with this, but it's really, it's so intriguing and cool. That's that's why I love it. It's just, it's like, so uh, like, mind-boggling type thing like you meet your another version of yourself who's a female and you connect really well because you know you're so similar but like is that gonna destroy everything i don't know can't wait to find out in my head canon slash fanfic 
uh, I, I can see like <laughs> like a future movie where like Thor is there and like Loki and Sylvie show up and they're like Thor is like who's this and he's like oh, that's my that's my you know my partner that's my significant <laughs> other and he's like but that's it's you he's like yeah yeah whatever yeah. like that's for yeah. you to, that's for you to deal with like we're fine that's, with it <laughs> yeah you got a problem i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope that's in thor love and thunder i'd love to see it oh man and you know what taiko atiti is the kind of person that could like you get into we quote-unquote weird yeah. stuff like that i could see him and handling could handle, it exactly yeah. and he could handle that in a comedic way that's that works i could totally see it I am going to link in the show notes, uh, listeners, I'm going to link to an article. Um, I really love this article. It's from crack.com, this writer, Dan O'Brien, where uh, I want to make sure, actually, I want to make sure I get the title of the article right before I say it. Uh, So (laughs) Daniel O'Brien is the writer. Um, This is written in 2009. So you're locked in a room with your clone. Fight or fuck? That is great. (laughs) He make he makes this whole argument about like why it would be a great idea to fuck your clone, um, and how like you both are on the same wavelength. You know exactly what you like, Uh, and then and then he makes another a counter argument for why the best thing you could do is fight your clone because like then you know all your weak points and like your um, where you let (laughs) your guard down and stuff, and you'd be like the best training possible. It's a very very funny article, so uh, I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. I think I'll be clicking on that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, this uh, I, this musical break in the episode too, like when when so when when she Sylvie eventually falls asleep and mm-hmm. she wakes up to Loki in his TVA uniform, dancing and singing, <laughs> yeah. getting the whole bar into it, almost the whole bar, ninety nine percent of the bar, yeah, except um, for one dude. <laughs> yeah, that one that one percent, that rich dude, uh, and. And like it, that, mu- the musical break itself went on longer than I was expecting, and it was beautiful. Yeah. I, I really it was, liked it. And his voice was awesome, like singing oh, that. God, yeah, yeah, he was so good singing that, like as Guardian tune, and it like to hit those like uh, they're almost like that Middle Eastern Indian like quarter notes, like in between notes, <laughs> like really, oh. and fucking like really good, like. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. He nailed it. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. Damn it, man. <laughs> Every time I go to put my foot up on my knee. <laughs> cool, yeah. And so, uh, uh, kick, kick, kicked his whole phone over. <laughs> yes. Done that twice now. Blooper reel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, again, I, th- I thought I, this is my favorite episode of the show so far. I, I was like, I loved it was, watching yeah. it a second time. I didn't feel... I didn't feel at all like bored or that it was slowed down at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that showing this much of this singing s- sequence was necessary, but I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. I thought that a good part of this, a, a whole, a, a real point of this episode was to really show us the characters and, and, and the development between the two Lokis. I mean, that, that's what Mm -hmm. the episode, in my opinion, was really for. And to just show you a depth of each one, especially our Loki that we've known showing him his, his love for his mother. I mean, he really, that he doesn't really love anything, but he loves his mom. And she really was the only one who really pushed him to be the only one who really knew he, he was special. Yeah, and and I think that 
it really gets to show that depth. It gets to show that he likes to sing and have fun. And it shows another side of him. And I think that that's important character development for the series going on. So it's important that we see these things. Yeah. And I, I like episodes like that. You really get to see the character. In, yeah. It, you know, not just put in these situations, but to see them in a normal situation kind of just, I mean, not a normal situation. I mean, they're fighting for their lives, but you know what I mean there? Yeah. He's in a train, they're relaxing at this point, kind of settling down for the trip. And you get to just see a, a more relaxed, having fun Loki. Yep. And I yep. think that's key for the character development. This sh- this episode was great for that. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, put him in places he's never been in before. Situations, you, you know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, but then it all goes to hell because of this one rich asshole that gets upset about this bar singing. And he's like, that guy yeah. over there. I don't think he yeah. has a ticket. And then I guess Corporal Hicks That's, or. Do you think that he was kind of, do you think that he didn't like the singing or he noticed, do you think he noticed something to do with his outfit and the variant on the back or like, do you think he's going to have play more in later? Or do you think it was just a regular guy on a train? Like this guy's being loud. I hear what you're saying. I think it was the second thing. I think it was, it was yeah. this guy, he looked very stuffy and very like prim and proper. And yeah. it was just like, I don't like poor people surviving the apocalypse yes. with me. Um, yeah. This guy is, is, he's, he, he does not seem like he belongs. So I'm going to call the cops please. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> like a Karen, you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. Very much a Karen. Yeah. Very much <laughs> yeah. a Karen move. Um, yep. That's exactly the vibe I got. I, I could, I guess I could see it like being a thing where he knows more or like is more important, but I don't know. He yeah. just seemed like a blowhard, rich asshole. I'm with you on that. I think it yeah. was just, yeah, it's just an asshole telling on people having a good time. The usual, yep. the usual bullshit. <laughs> and then, so then of course the, the guards, well, the, we talked about the dagger thing, but then the guards come and then, then they fight. Mm-hmm. And we get in this cool fight scenes again, which is awesome. And, and Sylvie gets excited when she's like, like when, when she realizes, okay, the fight's inevitable. You could see this look <laughs> on her face where she's like, all right, yeah. this isn't the worst thing that happened today. Which I feel like there's almost like a little bit more of an edge to Sylvie. Like that mm-hmm. she likes the, she almost kind of likes the violence and the fighting a little. Oh yeah. But it, chaos. yeah, she, she does. And Loki's a little bit more of a jokester trickster in this, like the, where they're going with it. And she's like, mm-hmm. of course, then you see that later when she calls him out, like you got fucking drunk on the plane or on the train and you know, you're a clown. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so they fight and then, you know, we get to see, that's when we get to see Loki uses projectile like magic out of his hand, mm-hmm. which is cool. We've never seen that before. I've never seen him shoot like power out of his hands, which is awesome to see that he can do. <laughs> yeah. He did that green magic missile. Yeah. It's awesome. So, and then, uh, you know, basically they get into a fight. They, they, they kicks the shit out, out of him a little bit, but then uh, they, th- they throw Loki out the fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, Oh shit. You know, I got to go after the device and, sh- and the jump pad. after him. So, yep. you know, the telepad, the tele, tele, temp, temp pad. <laughs> I will never get that. Okay, so then he jumps out, boom, she jumps out, bam, and then we have we're getting down to the to the to the to the end here, which is awesome. Yeah. So this is um, this is so, when they have the conversation about like whether who the TDA are and who the agents are. Yep. 
Yeah, when they, uh, yeah, after the scene where, yeah, it's right here. She jumps out. She calls him a clown. And then she gets pissed. And I like how she, like, like does that, like, magic. And she, like. Oh, yeah. She's she got, screams. like, that's, that's almost like a Wanda Maximoff type, like. She almost had like a power blast of like anger. Yep. Like, what can she do? Maybe she's, maybe she's got some like really cool powers we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool and very powerful. And then, oh, and Loki brings up the broken telepad, tele thing. Tempad. <laughs> she brings it up and it's broken. Okay. Yeah. So, what I'm thinking is it really broken? Or is this like, is Loki trying to trick her? with some trickery maybe it's not oh, really broken oh that's interesting i never thought yeah. of that so you know he fools people with that kind of shit all the time so yeah. maybe bringing up broken it's not really broken so i think at the end when it cuts there's going to be one of two things mobius is going to come in and save them just before yes and arrest it seems to be their only way, way out but or he has the device the telepad saved you know in his in his magic uh safe place and really this bag of holding and he's gonna pull it out but then i thought well the battery's dead on it so what good that gonna do but we'll see if something happened along the way he did something while she was passed out i don't know but we'll Mm -hmm. see you know i don't know but i I think it's gonna have someone's gonna come in last minute and save him somehow that's kind of what i think um but we okay, should get we should talk fan about theory. Uh, we should talk fan about theory. well yeah fan go go real on. quick fan theory because I like what you just, I like what you just said and it gave me a, immediately gave me a fan theory I'm just thinking of this now nice the Loki that we see dancing and singing in the bar yeah that is oh. a projection <laughs> 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 Jesus all right sorry go on go um on. that is a projection an illusion that he's that he's putting in there to keep everybody in that bar distracted while real loki is going to like the power source of the train recharging the device and he actually has the powered up device because the way the episode ends it's like the definition of a cliffhanger where you're like well how are they gonna get out of this though yeah it was Um, and obviously, just, like, if there's three more episodes, everything. they're going to get out of it some way. And the only thing I could come up with is what you said, like Mobius showing up and bringing yeah. them back. But that's also a possibility that he has he has the temp pad and it's fully juiced up, maybe from the train or something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's like he did something while she was out. Or like you said, that's awesome. A, a fake uh, projection of himself drunk while he's off doing doing because they because she falls asleep and you miss this whole period of time. And I feel right. like, like they're going to do that for a reason. Uh, yeah. Like something they're going to like, the, yeah, but you see, it's like, that's, yeah. We'll, yeah. See. we'll find out next week. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, so then when they're walking to the, uh, you know, just before they get, we get to the last scene, which is awesome, mm-hmm. by the way, we'll talk about, but they're walking yeah, the- to the city where, mm-hmm. you know, the evacuation is and all that. And, you know, they talk about the TVA and she brings up how basically everybody in the TVA are variants and they're not created by the TVA, Yep, which is kind of a huge thing, which I kind of did think in the first place. But yeah, to actually, that, yeah. to actually hear them say it now, it's like, all right, cool. Because I, I thought like creating people like that, that's 
that's kind of crazy. But mm-hmm. to take in variants who have fucked up and then give them an opportunity or not give them an opportunity, but just basically take them and say, you're now going to be a desk jockey behind this desk and take infinity stones or whatever, yeah. you know, and or uh, we disintegrate you, your choice. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they're, you know, all their memories, their life are clearly wiped and they're just these, like, they don't even know what a fish is, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> that's why Casey doesn't even know what a fish is. Cause he, right. Uh, sacred timeline casey probably knows what a fish is but right yeah but they only want him to like you know they don't want him to remember anything about earth or living or it's just tba that's that's your life you know this and that's why they don't get to vacation days yeah exactly (laughs) because damn where are you gonna go yeah so then we they arrive in in i forget what the city name is but they arrive in the city where the ark is which is going to, you know, save everybody. And it's so cool how they like, they arrive in the city and then it's that, I mean, it's not really one shot, but it gives that yeah. illusion of one shot. So I, I wrote down, I wrote down the yeah. timestamp. It starts at like with, with like nine minutes and 14 seconds left in the episode. And it goes, it goes for about three straight minutes, but there's definitely a few times where the camera goes up and it's yeah. all CG planet crashing into moon or like, the camera turns around and neither of them are in frame and it comes back and it's just their backs. So it could have been a stunt double. Yeah. Like they, they do a lot of cool <laughs> tricks and stuff, but um, I actually watched a video of someone who broke it down, like where all the cuts were and there were okay. like four or five different cuts, you yeah. know, basically they zoom by a pole and you know, it's real. It's a flash of a second for us, but it's just enough time to splice the two, you know, the film together or whatever you do, you know, to make it not seem like a jump. Right. And, uh, but it was awesome though it was done and just the camera following and they're running and all the shit's falling on them. Yep. And then, you know, you get to see Loki uses telekinesis, um, which I thought that's definitely, I think him using his telekinesis. Cause I've, I've read other people's theories about how he took one of the time stones from the drawer and, and he's maybe using that, but no, I he wouldn't be able to, so. he wouldn't be able to just handle the time stone. Right. And at the same time, you have to make sure that that time stone is this one from that universe because they only yep. work in the universe. It's just I don't think that's the case. And plus, you heard it like land back. There's a sound effect where you hear him drop it back in the drawer. So yeah. I really yeah. I really don't think that, that that's the case. But that also that reminds me, um, friend of the show, PJ Mancuso, former former uh, multiple time uh, returning guest of Robots vs. Dinosaurs, PJ Mancuso. Nice. We were talking. We were talking about Loki, and he pointed out something I said last week about how Loki. We've seen Loki able to take over multiple minds at the same time with Doctor Selvig and Hawkeye. PJ corrected me a little bit on that. He Loki had the time, uh, the Mind Stone, in yes. that staff at that point. So it was really the power of the Mind Stone. But yeah. I think that's evidence of why he's not using a Time Stone here because he couldn't handle just holding the mind stone. He had to have it in a staff surrounded right. by like a thing. So yeah. like a nor- they've shown in multiple different movies, a normal person, even an Asgardian yeah. Oh, yeah. can't just hold one yes. of the infinity stones. You have to be a super tyrant or something. You have to be like Thanos or something. Cause he does actually pick them out and handle them. But yeah. Yeah. You but have, even then it you takes a toll. Like, like, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like, it takes a lot of, there's so much power in them. You, exactly. You said every single one of them that have been held or fondled or handled by a human or another entity has been in some kind of a protective 
whether it be a tesseract or an orb or a yep. or a scepter or yep. you know exactly like you can't just hold it unless you got it from the you got the soul stone by sacrificing because they wake up in that pool and they're holding it but that must yeah. be some kind of magic you're in like a realm <laughs> yeah 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 or um, maybe the soul stone just doesn't hurt you like the others i don't know but yes one other one other thing uh is when when they're having that conversation when they're walking um what's uh, uh sylvie says when he's talking about c20 he says she was a normal person on earth hundreds of years before she started fighting for the TVA, which yeah. in the time period that they showed her in, it looked like, like that was, you know, like that could have been the early 2000s yeah. or like that could have been last year. Um, well, here's what I think. Okay. I think that because the TVA kind of exists in a non-linear timeline space, it was mm-hmm. the equivalent of what hundreds of earth years would be. Yeah. But it's not really 200 years. Like, she could zap back to her reality where she was at any time because the TVA kind of exists in all of time. It's like a 4D kind of place. So it's everywhere in all time. So I feel like anybody who gets pulled into the TVA is going to be in that moment, but their lives could have existed anywhere on this timeline. So I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of what that's referencing. I, I don't know yeah. if I explained that correctly. No, but, I totally agree because they're in like a know, nexus world, basically. Right, exactly. Like everyone, like, you know, Mobius could be from 1627 and C20 could be from 2005, you know, but mm-hmm. they're existing in the same time because the TVA doesn't exist on a timeline. Everything is, it's four dimensional. Everything is, exists at once kind of. Yeah, I think I think Mobius is very clearly from 1990 something. <laughs> yes, that was um, just an example, <laughs> but yes, Mobius is I think clearly from like 1992 or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yep. yeah, that so that means okay. So so, um, do you have anything else to say about the episode before we get to lose big three? Because that's one of my big three. No, I think I think we covered it all. Yeah, Ryan, do you have a song to introduce uh, lose big three? Uh, lose big three with you and me. It's Luigi with the big old three. <laughs> nice, nice. That was the same tune as last time. We just like updated <laughs> lyrics. I love it. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you every time, and hopefully you improvise something new every yeah. time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the same tune, of course. <laughs> lose big three. Lose big three. Lose Big Three, it's you and me. We're gonna have fun with Lose Big Three. Lose Big Three with you and me. It's Luigi with the big old three. So now, Lose Big Three, number one. Um, Ryan, what is the sacred timeline version of Casey and the sacred ver- timeline version of Mobius and the sacred timeline version of C20? What are they currently up to? If it has been, so let's use C20 as our first example. If, if it's been hundreds of years that she's been working for the TVA, doing all the stuff in this Nexus world, did that person that we saw at the beginning of the episode, like finish her drinks that night with her actual friend, go home, live the rest of her life and have like grow old and die? Or it like, was there a point where she got pulled into being a TVA agent and then that version of her no longer exists. That like real version that's, of her. 
that's what I think. I think she, just like Loki, she was pulled out of an existing timeline. Mm-hmm. She like she was just going about her timeline, do 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 do, going out with my friends, drinking some drinks, you know, whatever I'm doing, and then something obviously went not the way the TVA wanted. Like yeah. she sipped her drink wrong, and the TVA fucking jumped in. She got potato skins instead of buffalo fingers. Scooped her exactly, scooped her out, you know, and and, and then of course the C twenty that did the right thing kept on living her life and went on died. But this variant obviously now becomes a double because she fucked up the timeline. Mm-hmm. They take her and they're going to use her now as an agent. But I feel regular, regular her kept going. Okay, and that's why I kind of feel sad when these other extra variants get like vaporized, like. I almost wish their consciousness were just, that's what I was trying to say. Like her consciousness just combined back in with the original one so that they don't actually die. I I don't know. (laughs) But if it's been hundreds of years at this point, there's nothing for her to go back to. She's just bones in the ground. Right. But the TVA exists in all time. So they can put her back whenever she, whenever they want to. And let her just experience what the rest of her life would have been. Right. Her timeline exists at all points in the TVA. Like you can always go back to where she was because they're, like I said, they're a four dimensional state. They exist in all yeah. time. You can just go boop, boop, pick a spot and she goes back there and she'll be okay. She'll just go back to her time. Got to think of it very weird, not linear. Okay. <laughs> That's how um, I see it. <laughs> so what about Casey and Mobius? Like what's their, what's their sacred timeline life like? Well, I think Case I think KC was uh was a fisherman on those boats. I think something I, to do with fishing. Yeah. He was a fisherman, so. dude. Like he, you know, those guys, all right, we're gonna catch a trout. You know, they With wheel it in. That's a beauty right there. That's a that's a nice looking trout. <laughs> you know? And then they <laughs> oh, they unhook it, throw it back. That's 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 Casey right there. Okay. <laughs> Mobius was either an avid jet skier or a jet ski salesman because <laughs> oh. he seems to, he seems jet to ski love salesman jet. is perfect yeah like he worked yeah. at yamaha sports you know and sold, <laughs> and sold those you know and then he loved drinking josta pepsi energy colas you know like yeah that's definitely them but casey was definitely a fisherman <laughs> he okay. had a fisherman show on wild discovery <laughs> yeah well, the deadliest catch right <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. exactly <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Lose big three, number two. Uh, so, so Sylvie talks about how she maintained like a long-term relationship with this postman. Um, Ryan, have you heard of this guy, Stan Lee? Do you know who this guy is? Yeah, I think he had something to do with Marvel. That's Yeah, you heard him? So <laughs> yeah. uh, Stan Lee made a few cameos in some Marvel movies, one of which he was a postman delivering oh. a package to Tony Stank. Oh, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe. Um, and so I think that, and I think he's shown, he's shown up in multiple different movies as multiple different jobs or roles or yeah. like, different things. I, I feel like he also references that deliveries post when in like one of the Guardians cameos where he's talking to the Watchers or something. Yes. And he yes. mentions that he was a FedEx, which, so he kind of mentions it twice. It's talked about twice anyway. Do you think this is a reference to that? Do you think that's what Sylvie's talking about? Now that you say it, absolutely. But my first thought was the post was the postal guy from WandaVision. Okay. Because he kept (laughs) popping up 
And I was like, dude, yo, that's like, that's her, that's her boy right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but so probably not because those, like, I don't see the connection, but I thought it was fun. Yeah. But I like, uh, I think it could be Stan Lee. That's, that's good. Good reference. Unless nice. they pop out with something crazy coming down the line where it's something that we totally don't even know, but yeah. Or, you it's know, I mean, it's, too, I'm telling you. It, it's also just like an offhand thing that she says. Like it could be nothing. Exactly. It's not good. No, I was never gonna also come up thinking, again, is it even real what she said? Maybe it, it's yeah. not even. It. She was just saying that. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Um. All right. We lose big three. Number three. Uh. Ryan, finish. Finish this sentence. Fill in the blank. Love is dot dot dot. Love is caring for somebody more than you care for yourself. Oh. 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 But what if that somebody is yourself? <laughs> what if- <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Loving your other self more than yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's actually a really beautiful answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three the three answers that we get within the episode are love is hate, love is mischief, and love is a dagger. Uh, so I think is, I like your answer the best. To, love is I'm gonna need to have a couple more drinks before I answer that. <laughs> oh, that was the other one. Yep, that <laughs> yes. was the other answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I like yeah. your answer though. I think that's the best answer. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do my best. You do. You do good stuff. <laughs> uh, and I, I think this was a good episode. I think we talked about a lot of cool stuff. Do you have anything else to say before we wrap up our discussion on Loki episode 103, Lamentus? No, I think we covered that one pretty solidly, actually. And that was that was great. Yeah. Good episode. Great episode. I loved the character development in this episode. Great action, fighting. Really, we saw everything you want to see. The powers, the fighting, the character development, the funny banter. It was, it was, it was all. It was great. Great yeah. episode. Special and, effects and- were top notch. It was awesome. And it ended in, in a way that like I've never been more excited to see what happens next. Yes. It's just- it was. Incredible. It was such like your standard, just like, uh, just that cliffhanger ending, like straightforward. Are they going to die or are they not? You know? Right. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, like, how can they possibly get out of this? This was their last chance. And how can they possibly get out of it? We've talked about two very, very real possibilities. Um, I yeah. do think the most likely one, my actual prediction is Mobius and B-15 and some other people showing up because they exactly- can they can show up anywhere at any time. So I totally agree. I think Mobius is going to pop in, arrest Sylvie, drag her in with Loki, and we'll go mm. from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I and then that's, I think, two out of the three space lizards all in one place because I, I'm still hanging <laughs> on to my theory that the yeah. space lizards, the timekeepers, are Loki variants. Yeah, absolutely. What if the whole TVA is Loki variants? It can't be because we saw C20. <laughs> like, we know C20 is not. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll find out. We'll, we'll find see. out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, cool. All right, Ryan, why don't you close us out? Oh, man. Thank you, people, for coming for another episode. It was amazing. I can't wait to come back next week. It's going to get even more intense. I've heard some great things. I can't wait. We'll see you next week. See you next week. 
I just feel bad for all these poor variants and timelines. People just, there's probably more people being vaporized and fried than living. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica. This podcast is about Lady Gaga for Lady Gaga. But anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network.